Welcome to this episode of the ISI Life Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about faculty, and specifically servant leadership. We have Jeff Huntsberger, who is a partner with McDonald Hopkins, and he's going to be sharing his uh, wisdom and advice as it relates to how to be a servant leader in the marketplace and how that can relate to success in the faculty or work portion of our Wheel of Life. I hope you all enjoy the episode. Stay sharp, everybody. All right, thanks, Jeff, for being here today. This is fun. I'm excited to circle back after your talk at the, one of the last ISIs. It was awesome to have you talking about servant leadership, so always fun to circle back with uh, people who spoke at some of the events. So for those of us that you know don't really know you or don't know your background, maybe give us a little brief history of where you, where you came from and a little, little career history on you and your family, your faith walk, whatever you want to kind of give us the background yeah. on. Good, Nick. I, thanks. I appreciate it. I, um, thank you for inviting me here. Uh, I'm an attorney with McDonald Hopkins. I uh, do a lot of transactional and business law. Been there really since uh, coming out of Case Western Law School in 1980. Uh, I've enjoyed the practice, and uh, um, it's, uh, it's, it's worked out very well for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to, uh, to that chance to uh, practice law and to help people. That's awesome. And... Uh, so my upbringing, grew up in Chesterland, Ohio, and uh, both my parents had gone to church when they were, uh, before they were married, but for whatever reason, I'm not even quite sure what it is, they really had not been going to church when my sister and I were young, um, with a few exceptions here and there. The, the churches that I remember really were, were going to my grandparents' church, uh, especially uh, around Easter or so, and mm-hmm. my, my mother would... Uh, Dressed me up in a wool suit, which I hated. <laughs> so for a long time, I associated church with wool suits that I didn't like. But um, and interestingly enough, um, I well, my mother actually, even though we didn't go to church, we would recite the Lord's Prayer every night, mm. and and we knew a fair amount about faith and about Christianity, but it wasn't it wasn't terribly well organized. Uh, then I met this girl uh, in eighth grade by the name of Sally Brigham, who eventually became my wife. No way. <laughs> and she was getting confirmed in a Lutheran church. I thought, well, that's kind of wow. interesting. What the heck does it mean to get confirmed? Yeah. Um, and uh, a little later on, started going to church with her and with her family. And that was really, I think, my first introduction to, um, to an organized faith that I could really think more about and talk more about and, and study. We both went to a Valparaiso University in Indiana, a Lutheran school there, and that was a place where my, my faith really, really grew. Hmm. Um, got married after our junior year, went, came back to Cleveland, and started going to church. Um, and been doing that since. Yeah, what, um, just, you know, what happened at Valpo? Was there, did you get involved with the campus organization, like crew or something along those lines? Yeah, well, Valparaiso is, um, I mean, it's a Lutheran-oriented, faith-oriented church in general. And at least at that time, they were required to go to chapel every day, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of the people didn't want to do. And yeah, I kind of didn't want to do, but, you know, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Um, and there were a number of programs there. We took theology classes that, um, that really helped me to think more again about my faith and, and to ask questions. Okay. Uh, and to look for answers, and to talk to other people my age who um, who had those same kinds of experiences and, s- and same kind of searching. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was kind of the part of the DNA of the school was yes, to kind of yeah. help you to yeah. develop your own viewpoint. And that's yes, that's exactly right. And Sally's family was really very helpful too. Um, they were 
very faithful people, and we would have a lot of good discussions around the, mm. around the dinner table at the Brighamman household and, <laughs> and Russell Township in Jaga County. That's awesome. And then it was kind of ironic. My parents started going to church then uh, really in their 60s, late 50s or 60s, when Mayfield Church um, came, out to, uh, came out to Chesterland from Mayfield, a Methodist church. And so that was, that was a neat thing. Uh, my sister followed Sally and me to Valparaiso University. She became a nurse there, and, mm. and she really became a Christian there too. Mm. So she's also, she and her husband are very involved um, in church. So it's kind of, kind of a neat thing. That's awesome. Very cool. Sally, eighth grade. <laughs> Sally, eighth grade. We, we actually <laughs> celebrated, believe it or not, we celebrated our 50th anniversary of having gone steady. <laughs> no way. That's amazing. So most people, yeah, most people can't believe it, but it's 50 it's, years it's and been then great. How many years uh, married at this point? Uh, if, uh, let's see, it's going to be... Put you on um, the spot. <laughs> yeah, well, we're married, married in 1970, 1976. So, yeah, so uh, 43 years. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I Thank don't know you. that I've met anybody that has married their eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 a rare sort of thing. But, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's yeah. Awesome. We we both look back on that in amazement, but uh, it's it's definitely been a blessing. Blessing for me. I'm not sure where I would have been in my faith if I really hadn't. Yeah, hadn't met that family, hadn't met Sally, and yeah. that's, that's awesome. We probably wouldn't be here today talking. It's probably right. Yeah, it's probably awesome. right. Well, we are, and the um, part of the topic of today really is. Uh, you know, the ISI life, what we're trying to do is take these five key areas, you know, our faith, our faculty, what we do for a living, our family, our fitness and health and our finance, and mm-hmm. really, instead of compartmentalizing them, um, putting faith at the center and how it bleeds into what we do. And I know your talk was um, more geared towards faculty and how to be a servant leader, mm-hmm. and which is kind of how we got connected through um, common common friend. Yep. And so give us a little background on how you subconsciously or consciously started talking about servant leadership. Yeah. You know, I, as I look back on it, I think it's something that I, that I always tried to do, but not really didn't have a name for it. It was Mm. just what seemed to me to be kind of a natural moral way of interacting with other people. Then Roger Shoemaker of our office uh, was, was beginning to push that concept within the firm itself, within McDonald Hopkins that, Mm that our leaders should be servant leaders. It's like, well, what's that, Roger? And, mm-hmm. and uh, the way he described it was something that I Life. kind of felt already, yeah. really, yeah, felt, uh, felt called to. Um, subsequently, I was uh, appointed to the nominating committee of the firm to, to elect a new president. And uh, we talked about all the different characteristics that we thought a new president ought to have. And, and uh, interestingly enough, that servant leadership was the top one. Wow. So when we talked to candidates, we asked them about servant leadership and what, and what that meant. Mm. Um, and it's certainly a Christian concept, but it's also a concept that expands oh, beyond sure. Christianity, too. Absolutely. Um, and and that was, yeah, so that was, that was a really neat thing. And then really from there, I'd been talking about it at uh, some CBMC meetings, and Ryan Newmar, another partner of mine at McDonald mm-hmm. Hopkins, said, hey, that sounds kind of cool. Would you? <laughs> There's this thing called... Uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. Hadn't yep. heard of it before, really. Yep. And said, "How would you like to speak there?" And I go, "Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know. That maybe that's maybe that's God calling me to, to do something." Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, why not?" No, absolutely. And I, I mean, I love the presentation, and it's a term we've used, you know, ourselves, um, being a servant leader. And I think when when people first hear it, they think, 
um, have different responses in terms. Yeah. What, what do you mean, right. like um, serving you? Like I'm subservient to you? It can be maybe uh, can be perceived as a, a hierarchical kind of a bizarre thing. Um, what's been your experience? I mean, it seems like you guys have it's integrated into your culture. Obviously, it's a yeah. main interview. Anything is it something that you guys use within the culture, within interviews, within the day-to-day running of, of McDonald's? It, 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 yeah, it, it is. Um, you know, lawyers have reputations for being kind of all across the board in terms of their, their mm-hmm. temperament and sometimes mm-hmm. not, a, not a great reputation. But we, you know, we have a philosophy there at the firm that we don't, we don't hire jerks. We don't mm-hmm. hire people who are looking out just for themselves, that for all of us to do well, to get ahead, to do the right thing, you have to hire the right people. And so that culture, that culture is certainly important. Um, I love it. And it obviously it's scriptural based, and you share yeah. a lot of a lot of examples yeah. um, uh, in terms of scripture references on servant leadership. And I know you have a few that you want to maybe direct us to. So where, where's a good point to start when it comes to? Sure. Well, there there's Mark nine thirty five, and uh, I'll just I'll just read that yeah, one briefly. Yeah, that'd be great. It was one yeah. of the ones I just spoke spoke about. Uh, during our prior presentation, and it says, and he sat down and called the 12. If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And that's kind of a hard thing, I think, for people to hear sometimes, especially in that competitive world that we have out there. And it's, mm-hmm. to your point, is it, does this mean like I have to, you know, I never get to lead, I'm just always serving somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our, our conception of a servant is, is not always, not always a terribly good one. Mm-hmm. but. Um, it is a servant leader, right? And so the key is that, that you are a leader as a part of this. You're not just a servant, but you're a leader in a certain kind of way. And, and you're a leader who um, doesn't look first to their own success, but really to the success of people around them. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, um, that makes the leader more successful too, mm-hmm. the way it works. Um, that's... That's a great thing. That's a blessing. It's part of God's way of doing stuff, and it and it works. Um, so, to be to be humble, to be compassionate, to be empathetic, to be fair, to be a cheerleader, to be a leader of a team um, who respects you, doesn't fear you, mm-hmm. and uh, and to try to make those folks as well to replicate, make them servant leaders, people who adopt that same culture. Yeah. How- how do you manage that within a law firm where everybody's trying to rise up the ranks and, and grow from where they started out of law school and you want to become yeah head oh no Joe? that's yeah how, no, yeah how do you um, how do you navigate that it and it can be tough at times I mean lawyers can have sharp elbows you yeah. know we're used to negotiating mm-hmm. or litigating <laughs> um, I'm really on the transactional side so I don't I don't appear in court on a regular basis but yeah you're representing your client you're you're working hard to get the best deal for them but um as a as a part of that if you're if you're fair and ethical with a lawyer on the other side mm-hmm. that works hmm. in in my experience just the human experience it's the human it's in my human and exactly and i think most lawyers would recognize that there are certainly exceptions there are the people who seem to feel they've gotten ahead by the sharp elbows by by uh, um, not being fair, mm-hmm. by, by being jerks, um, but that's typically short-lived. That's that's not a, a long-term way for for success. But yeah, if anyone will be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. So 
it's a different kind of first, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not the same kind of first maybe that a lot of society thinks, which is um, someone who's climbed to the top by climbing over other people. Mm. Um, that's that's not the kind of first that Jesus was talking about. He's talking about being a servant, being the last of all, and servant of all. So, what does it mean to be the last of all? Well, again, does it mean that you're you're the one that no one recognizes, the one that um, that people don't respect. No, really the opposite. People, people respect people who, um, who are doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you gave us some, some, you know, tactful things to like implement, you know, to break down this concept of what does it mean to be a servant leader and like how we can actually be a servant leader on a, you know, a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, one of the things that you mentioned was, you know, let others see you serve and encourage them to join you. So, you know, they can, they can actually see you out there out front and they want to be part of that. Um, beyond that, what are, what are some other, um, ways that we can implement it in a day-to-day basis? Um, well, you, you, you know, caring is one thing, but you need to make sure that, that they know you care. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means letting down a little bit of your guard, you know, and with, with, um, with other folks who are maybe junior to you, um, not not putting up that guard, but being, um, but relating to them hmm. um, on a basis that that uh, makes it clear that you are concerned about where they're going in their career, what's going on with their family, um, being part of a group that's trying to get documents out mm-hmm. and uh, sticking in there when you have to work late and mm-hmm. not just giving it to someone else, but but being really being you know being part of a team. So is that um, is that a little bit harder in in your profession where, you know, letting your guard down, being vulnerable and, yeah. and, you know, kind of moving away. I, I always think of that as relational versus transactional. Yes. And is that more challenging or less challenging in your experience it, in it, law? No, it, it can be challenging. And I think it can be challenging in business. It can be challenging in law. It can be challenging in a number of careers, but, um, that's what we're called to do mm-hmm. ultimately, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, you know what? It works, yeah. but that's whether it works or not. That's that's what that's what we're called to do as Christians. That's what we're called to do as as caring human beings. And I think we feel better about ourselves when when we're done and we're retired. And yeah, <laughs> and you know, in my I guess in my experience of this, I mean, the more I press into uh, the relational side of, of things with people that I lead, um, it seems like the the relationship is is more important, and we get more done. Yes. Um, as a, as a result of that, it's like any good business, even our good business relationships that I've had, you go on a meeting, you have a relationship with them. 99% of the talk is just about catching up in relationship. Right. And then it's like, Oh yeah, right. by the way, we got to take care of that, that one transactional thing that we needed to, to discuss. Yeah. And so, um, I like that, that it's that moving towards relation versus, you know, yeah. transaction and, and relationships are so important too. in in, in attracting business, in mm-hmm. all honesty, mm-hmm. with people. You know, people, you're expected to be a good lawyer. You're expected to be someone who knows the law, who can negotiate contracts. But um, that relationship that you de- develop with clients uh, is something that's going to last a long time. And it, it develops a level of trust. And you know what? It's more fun on yeah. top of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, do, uh, you know, do life and do business with people that you actually want to be around and yeah yeah oh yeah a lot of you know clients not not all clients really but, but clients become friends become long-term friends and and uh it it can make the practice of law more enjoyable than it might otherwise be yeah 
Let's talk about the flip side of, of servant leadership. We've t- you've given us some, some good scripture and some good, good nuggets of how to be a servant leader. What is it? What are some signs that maybe we are not being the servant leader that we're called to be? Yeah, well, maybe maybe the first one might be if people are really afraid of you. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, you know, you might feel good about yourself. If, if people are afraid of you, they're giving you extra respect and things, and they're being very deferential. But hmm. but what are they saying about when you when you're not, not around. when you're not hearing and 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 will they work hard for you mm-hmm. or will they look for excuses not to do that and mm-hmm. will they will they um, be willing to contribute in in ways uh, that are very helpful to whatever task needs to be done um, as opposed to doing just simply what's what's required mm-hmm. will they take that step beyond do they feel part of the group do they feel as if they're being appreciated. And, mm-hmm. if, and if not, um, if you treat them poorly, then that's likely what you're going to get back. Yeah. And, and there are people who do that. I've seen people in the practice of law who, um, you know, you come to their office all the time, mm-hmm. right? They've got the big office. You come to their office. They never come to your office. They never ask how things are going in your family, but they'll, they'll tell you how things are going a lot you know, more, with, with a lot their more. with their connections or yeah. whatever they're doing or the the last boat they bought mm-hmm. or uh, the last condo that uh, they just developed. <laughs> yeah. so, like, oh, how great! <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you don't, no one no one wants to hear that ultimately. Yeah, it's um, that's a good gut check to think about. Um, are people you know afraid of you? I don't know if. Do you think you would know that? I mean, do you just kind of sense and feel a lot of the, that? I think some of those people never have any idea hmm. that, that people are are not real happy with them. And you know what they, often those folks tend to be a little bit insecure too. Hmm. Not that they can't change, they can. I've seen people change dramatically hmm. in, in that event, but um, they, they need, you know, they need to let go. Yeah. What so? What are some? Those are some signs to look out for on the bad side of it. Yeah. Um, what are some signals that we might be getting? You know, in in these positions of leadership that, that we're entrusted with, that we are doing a good job, that we are. You know, what are some things that can kind of reaffirm us in our in our servant leadership quest? Sure. So, um, are people are people in your organization feeling? Are they feeling valued? Do, do they feel? Do they feel esteemed. They are you recognizing their contributions and do they recognize that you're recognizing their contributions mm-hmm. um, are you using people to accomplish goals that are that are really purely your goals as opposed to the goals of, of the team and are you trying to impress others with um, you know with your superiority that's a problem that mm-hmm. you're you know you're the king if, if you're doing things right if you're capable, people are going to respect you for your for that. You don't need to tell people that you're, I'm in charge, mm-hmm. right? People are going to respect you for the person that you are. Um, so, um, yeah, it can be, you know, it can be difficult sometimes out out there in business to draw that line. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, leading from you know from behind, so to speak, is is kind of the. I, maybe your natural wiring, obviously, that's how. And I think it's awesome that you've risen through the ranks um, as the servant leader and as an example in your firm. I, I think it's uh, it's neat to have that that model, you know, speaking for itself, and yeah. then that's what people see, and it probably breeds in the culture um, of, of you know your work and the people you you interact with. But it's probably, I'm guessing, a larger part of your firm too, and that's a general mentality that you guys have, and that's maybe a different feel. For your firm versus another firm that maybe isn't so um, 
Yeah, and, and it's certainly not universal all the way across our firm, but it is, it, it is um, it's something that we generally have adopted mm-hmm. and something that we, even without specifically using those words, although, the, although those words come up in conversation, yeah. but something that we expect people, we expect people to do. And frankly, you, you, know, you really need to expect your clients to do that too. Yeah. And if you get a client who, um, who is too full of themselves and to worry about their own specific gains and own specific situation, that, that can be a problem for a lawyer or an accountant for any other professional mm. because they're, you know, they're likely to potentially turn on you as well. Mm. Um, so the loyalty. The lo- yes, right. So the loyalty, that, uh, that factor of, of clients trusting um, professionals and professionals trusting clients is, is, is very important. Mm. Have you, uh, have you had that situation where you just realize that, hey, we're, we are not going to jive well together yeah. and yeah. you kind of have to depart ways just because of fundamental views? And- yeah, yeah, you do. And, and probably the mistake I've made over the years is not parting ways quickly enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Honesty, because you always tend to think that, um, you know, you can help help this guy and, and mm. it's, you know, it's your obligation to help this guy. And, and uh, sometimes it, the personalities just don't work. Do you think uh, as time has gone on, you've gotten better at yeah, drawing that line sooner? Yeah. Yes, I have without a doubt. Any advice? But it's, but it's easier to draw the line now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I can relate to that. You, you kind of want to hang on and over, over time, you know, you, you, you develop a, a better gut feel and that's what your gut is. It's yeah. kind of experience speaking. So, yeah. um, on, on maybe when to, when to cut the cord on, on something or somebody. Yes, sure. <laughs> no, that's, that's yeah, an experience helps. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And uh, trying to pass that experience on to people who are just out of law school is something they appreciate and something that's, that's kind of fun to do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and it's, it's good for the organization. That's awesome. I think it's, I think it's great. Um, people are definitely lucky to, uh, to work with you in that regard. What are, you know, just switching gears maybe a little bit, yeah. I mean, it could be related or unrelated uh, to servant leadership, but in, in general talking about faculty and we want to be successful in our careers. I think a lot of the people who are participating in ISA want to, they want to be their best in those five areas. And when it comes to, you know, their faculty or what their gifting is or what they do for a living. So you, I, I'm a true believer as a leader in your firm, um, you've seen lots of patterns. What are, what are some of the patterns maybe you've seen of the successful people in, in business in general or specifically in your firm? Yeah. Well, successful in business and successful in life. And I think those two things can go together. So I've been, I've been really impressed, um, at this emphasis on, on not just one area, but on, on faith and family and, uh, faculty, mm-hmm. fitness and finances. That's, you came up with a lot of F's, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, once we get rolling, we're like, oh, you kept you, going right. Well, let's just find a couple more that make this work. No, and and family, I think, is one that's really important. And, and family is is one that often gets lost in in the practice of law, mm. or or being an accountant, or a doctor, or just or just a businessman. That um, you can put your the success of your of your business mm. uh, too high, and family can suffer. Um, and at the, you know, at, at the end of things, um, people don't, people don't really remember, um, what you, what you accomplished. They don't remember sometimes what you said. They remember what you did. Hmm. Right. And were you, were you there for family vacations? Were hmm. you, were you, um, trying to instill the same sorts of values, taking the time to instill the same sorts of values in your kids hmm. that, that you have, uh, 
so family, and I've always told people that, um, you know, as much as I enjoy the practices of law, as, as important as I think it is, mm-hmm. um, I've always put my family first, even, mm-hmm. even if that um, has made it more difficult to advance perhaps as quickly as you might otherwise in mm-hmm. the practice of law. But that's, that's paid off for me. Um, the fitness piece of it, I've been, I've been impressed. And I think that's something that really appeals to, especially the younger guys that you have here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was... I felt kind of odd being like one of the oldest people <laughs> at that lab. But, you know, then I felt really happy about that because, because often in Christian organizations, I'm kind of like the middle age. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and there aren't, aren't as many young people as there I, should be. But I, Yeah, I've been really encouraged by that same, that same fact. Yeah, yeah, what you guys are doing is, is, uh, is, is, is really working. And, and certainly the finances piece of it, too, because that, that's something that, that young folks... Um, professionals, business people, getting into the world, you know, how do I, how do I balance those things? How mm-hmm. do I balance my faith with, yeah. with that? How do I balance that with my work? Yeah. How do you keep all those? I mean, if those are our big five, I think that's, that's what I, I love most about, you know, this approach, our approach to that is, um, that, you know, these different areas, the five F's, but how does your faith bleed into all these? How can you bleed right. your faith into your, your work, into your, you know, your body, into your family, um, you know, into your money, how you treat your money. Yeah. And really that's the, the keeping it simple too. Those are you know, five areas. You're not trying yeah. to, trying to manage 10. If you take care of these five areas and you do them well and you seek wisdom and you, you know, put some of these advice steps in action, you know, I think you're going to be in a good step. And I think it's interesting. I, I asked you the question, um, you know, what are some patterns of success you've seen? And you, you know, you answered it with, you know, make sure your family's in check, make sure yeah. your key relationships in check. Yeah. Um, have, have you, I mean, I'm guessing you've seen that where your personal matters, your family or your relationships are a wreck and therefore you are not being your best when it comes to the courtroom or in, in law or whatever you do for a vacation. Is that kind of what you've seen? Oh yeah, no, that's, that's, that's absolutely right. Um, you know, the incidence of divorce among professionals can be, mm. can be pretty high. Uh, and, and not only is that, that a problem emotionally for your spouse, for your kids, but it certainly can be a, a significant problem sure. in, in your business too. Yeah. Um, and it can, and it, you know, it's, it's interesting how it affects all these things. It can affect your, your fitness. It can affect your finances. <laughs> it can affect oh. all sorts of things. So it, the faith needs to inform all these things. It needs to inform your relationship with your family, with, with work, with, with us, trying to stay fit, mm-hmm. right? And, and certainly with your finances. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think that's, that's probably the, the thing that most of the people who are um, part of our ISI network and who have come to the events, that's what they're seeking is I want to win in all these areas. Yep. How do I win in all these areas um, at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and the keeping them all, you know, the wheel of life, you know, the ISI wheel in, in balance. And that's probably the, the number one thing that we're all seeking. And, mm-hmm. um, any, you've been down the road. Um, and obviously we all look up to you and your, your wisdom on that. What have you found to be the way to, to do that, to keep it all in balance? Boy, to, 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 <laughs> to, to do those things. Yeah. Um, gosh, you just got, you just got to do it. You know, there's certain mm-hmm. things in life you just you just have to do. Mm-hmm. So you have to 
You have to go to church Sunday morning, even when you feel like <laughs> sleeping in, yeah. right? Are you a habits guy? Are you uh, like you have habits and rituals that are keep you on the path? Uh, I, I I do. Um, I would always get, although I, I must say I'm falling off the six o'clock uh, agenda of waking up at six o'clock <laughs> because I'm I'm beginning to think, yeah, maybe I need a little bit more sleep. <laughs> but um, but um, no, always. Um, yeah, there, there's certain things you just need to try to keep in a pattern. Mm-hmm. And and then certain things that only occur every once in a while, too, but they're part of a pattern. Taking sure. vacation, for example, is yeah. one of them. Or going to your kids' events is, is, is something else, too. Or, mm-hmm. or staying in touch with family. Um, being there when you are when you have elderly parents and, you're, sure. and, you're, and your parents need you. Need you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any, um, I mean, I think we all learn from, you know, from failure or from, pain when something something happened are there any any uh you know big moments that you think back on you know from a faculty perspective or other family that um where you really you know failed forward and learned from yeah i um you know, i think i was thinking probably evangelism is one thing that i really, really haven't thought as much about or concentrated as much about and maybe have been haven't been um Oh, it's been too easy just to kind of avoid it at times. And mm. as I'm as I'm getting a little bit older and a little bit like, yeah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> less, less worried about people rejecting me, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's it's becoming in some ways a little easier, I think, to talk about that, to talk about faith, to talk about um, what they're what they're missing. Yeah. By by not having that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know certainly there've been there've been times in my life too where I haven't put family as high as as I should have. But yeah. I think thankfully that's been been something of a minority and yeah. and uh you know they've they've been quick to tell me um to course correct you yeah to course correct me right sally whip you right back in that's shape. exactly right and the, and, and the kids will do the same thing and and uh now that they have families now that the kids have families i try to remind them too about how important it is to spend time with with my grandkids yeah no i mean there's uh you know my you know my dad always gave me the advice he said you know the the um the more the harder work the harder you work the busier you get there's no end like you can yeah. just keep working right the right. more you work the busier you right. get i mean you could just keep going and going and going so you you know having those healthy boundaries in place and having people in your life that can call you out like that is so beneficial yeah and that's 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 a big part of um what we're trying to create with the isi community is a, mm-hmm. you know a band of people that can you know they can help call you out keep you on the track because we're all gonna we're all gonna yeah. drift you know from time to time and yeah. having people who know you and care about you enough to bring you back and say yeah, hey, that, that accountability thing I think that's yeah, I think that's particularly true among men is to have someone that you can yeah someone that you can be accountable to yeah. and not and not to be afraid to hold friends accountable as well mm-hmm. yeah absolutely are there any um, things that you know things or tools that you have in your life that are, are must-have things like are you a journaler or are you a uh, you know a special potions that you have? No, no, <laughs> things I, like that that are it, well um or tools that I, you... I really like being outside. Okay, okay. so outside, from yeah. a broader standpoint, yeah. and and um, so I really like um, being outside, walking outside, running outside, mm. um, exercising. Uh, my wife and I are both big big gardeners. Oh, okay, yeah. that's kind of my artistic. That's awesome. Bent. I yeah, swing by my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well it, it, um, but the great thing about that too is that that can take a lot of. A lot of exercise, a lot of bending, oh, a lot sure. of strength. Yeah, you know, pulling. We've got five and a half acres out in Munson Township, and 
that's a lot of woods to and a keep, lot of keep maintained. a lot of grass and a lot of garden beds to uh, to take care of. So we no, we really enjoy that. Just being outside in nature yeah. is something that helps kind of ground you exactly. And, you feel. and it's and it's great. It's a great getaway from from the, the practice of law downtown. Yeah, it's yeah, like absolutely. 180 degrees difference from, <laughs> from, That's from nice. being in an office building downtown. Yeah. Has that always been a, like a place for you to recharge and kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Always yeah. A, no, that's exactly nice. yeah. same. I'm, I've always been a big... Uh, I prefer to run in the trails. I prefer to ride my bike in the in the yeah. trails. I always want to be out in nature as much as possible. Yeah. And we and we fish too. We're fl- oh. We both fly fisher really? persons yeah we you, have a cabin up in michigan we share with some other folks oh nice your wife fish as yes well? she does yeah she um she she's she, she's great at fly fishing really that's she doesn't amazing. care as much as i do whether she catches fish <laughs> or not so she's, she's more for the experience yeah that's right and but she's she, yeah and the river is great it's a it's a the paramarket river in michigan and it's fully weightable where we are flies only section and oh, wow you just go out and do you do the get on the steelhead train here? And, and yeah, I have here and there, but the, the ironic thing is we know the Paramarket so much better than we do the local rivers. Oh, right. that, yeah, so <laughs> I have a couple of times. I will probably get more into steelhead fishing here. Yeah, there's a couple of people uh, here in our office that are really yeah, pro yeah. steelhead people. Oh, yeah, and the Grand River and the Chagrin and yeah. the Rocky River on the west side and so some I'm, of the Pennsylvania rivers are. Plus with the rivers and fish. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's very impressive, but it's... Yeah, for for me, in answer to your question, just getting getting out into nature, enjoying that's it, enjoying what God has made. That's <laughs> it's awesome. Just, yeah. yeah, there's something something awesome about that. Yeah. Well, as we start to kind of land the plane here, um, is there a, you know some people have you know life verses or a, you know a key slogan or scripture that they really find themselves coming back to that for whatever reason is has been the thing that they've latched on to. Is, is there any um, life verse or verses that you found? Yeah, you know, there are probably several things that have been important to me um, mm-hmm. in life, but um, there, gosh, there's one verse that's kind of stood out lately, and mm-hmm. it's it's First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse twelve. I, I'm not a huge fan of the King James <laughs> Bible, but the, but it's so poetic, and and so here it is in King James. It goes for now we see through a glass darkly, but um, then face to face. Now I know in part. But then shall I know, even as also I am known. And so here it is in a little more modern version. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part. But then I shall know, even as I am known. So kind of two pieces to that. One Mm -hmm. is that we can't get too frustrated if we don't fully feel like we have a handle. Mm even on our faith or on, on what the Lord is telling us, what the Bible is telling us. It's, you know, it's not a legal document, mm-hmm. right? It's not a legal document. If, I, mm-hmm. if I'd been God, I would have put it in the... In the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure your Mark 7, yeah, exactly. exactly. But it's not, it's not. It's not intended to be. And if we ever feel frustrated about what's happening in our lives or about maybe not understanding a particular verse or not just understanding where, where things are going, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not there yet. Hmm. We just we just see through a glass darkly. Things wow. are are vague for us, but 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 they will not be at some point in time. Hmm. At some point in time, we will see face to face Jesus face to face. And uh, the second part of it is that even though we at this point can't comprehend anything, we even now are known. Hmm. And also, I am known, and that means now that Jesus knows us fully. 
And so we take comfort in that. Hmm. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah that's a fantastic, um, fantastic life verse. It's interesting how at maybe at different stages of your life, you know, those verses might speak yeah. to you oh, more, yeah. more than others. Right. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Well, th- you know, thank you for um, just your wisdom and sharing how to bleed our faith into our work and not have it be separate compartments. Thank you for uh, speaking at Iron Sharpens Iron and, you know, contributing. We've had a lot of, you know, positive uh, comments about your talk and uh, again, for kind of expanding on that here today. So I appreciate you and what you're doing and the career you've had and the legacy that you've, uh, you've left and at McDonnell Hopkins and uh, with all your clients. So thank you for, thank you for doing that. Yeah. And thank you. This whole experience has helped me grow too. And that's something we all, Mm. no matter how old we are, it's something we want to continue to search for is to, push our boundaries a little bit and mm. grow. That's awesome. That's what yeah. ISI is really all yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, as we, as we wrap up, would you be open to closing us in a word of prayer? Sure. Sure. Uh, Lord, thir- first I'd like to just thank you for this experience, for uh, this exposure to ISI and, and what these group of, this group of men stands for. Um, thank you for, um, for my growth Thank you for leading me into learning myself more about, about leadership, about being a servant leader. And uh, Lord, I would just ask that uh, anyone who's listening to this, that, that, uh, that they think about that in their own lives and, uh, and, and just listen to, um, to how important that can be in their lives and, and to how fruitful that can make their, their life. And we just pray in Jesus' name to Amen. Thanks, Jeff. Thank Fantastic. You. Appreciate it.